I just, I just wanted to throw a little bit of shit with you. Good dude. Uh, played real well at Edmonton Country Club. Edmonton Country Club, fucking sick. Uh, I heard. Yeah, a little 75-72 action for the, or 70, yeah, 75-72 for the two days we played it. Went to the really? Guards Cup games, caught the dub. Um, saw another dub at home guards against the Royals. Then I was everywhere in between Chicago and, like, the ocean and the, <laughs> between those two games. So um, mm. it's good to be back. Well, we yeah, we're glad to have you back doing some scouting. Yeah, exactly. Good playing though. Good playing at Evanston. That's pretty impressive. 72, 75. You must have been feeling hot, huh? Yeah, I didn't First, think it's like, kind I of sure. an easy course. I don't really know. Yeah, you know, it's kind of easy for sure. Like the greens are the defense, um, for sure. And like I just felt like I overpowered the course. I had wedges. Like I was hitting the driver so good. My strokes gain off the tee number would have been stupid. Yeah. Uh, I had like that Acros uh golf, but I just did not – I didn't make a birdie. I made I made one birdie over those two rounds. Like, I could not fucking make a putt. It was it was maddening. But um, just hit the driver so good that, like, it was impossible to, to shoot a bad score when you're, you know, hitting it in those spots. So I see what you mean, yeah. yeah. That's how golf goes, though, dude. You'll, you'll have, like, a part of your game will be on point, and then you just can't make a putt or something no, like that. No, 100%. Yeah. Well, that has not been my problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's been I, my problem. Day two of big I, I could hit a driver, but I could I was making everything. I had like twenty-two putts, but I shot a seventy-nine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I haven't really talked to you for in a, in a minute about but I uh so I have a few rounds into the Arcos now. Yeah. I have a two over through twelve holes, even par seventy-two, two over seventy-four, and a one under seventy-one. Oh damn. All and, at TPC, where were they at? All at TPC, yeah. Overall, I'm gaining a stroke on a, on a, uh, what do you call it? On a uh, plus three handicap. Okay, that's fucking sick. And I'm gaining four strokes putting. Jesus, what are your what are your like strokes gained approach? Strokes gained um, driving. Uh, strokes gained approach is like um here let me, let me, the computer is is pretty yeah. poor, but plus eight point nine. He sucks with the approach, dude. <laughs> it's oh, minus uh, minus minus two, so minus point nine driving, just because I don't have the distance. Okay, and mm-hmm. also I, I haven't been. It's been a lot of into the wind holes and shit like that. But yeah, overall over these rounds, it's minus point nine driving, minus one point seven approach, plus point eight short, plus one point eight putting, yeah. which nets out to zero zero. So I'm playing like a plus three. That's awesome, dude. I mean. But I have had a couple like, rounds. Yeah, I mean, so we've always known you as a great putter, and we uh, and we've always and you've always been had a really good short game too. I guess like has this like you only and again we only have like you know a couple of rounds in there. We don't have a, a too big of a sample size yet. A robust, yeah, a robust yeah. sample size. Right. Um, I was minus any two. Insight, any insights you're drawing from this like so far, like anything that's like kind of jumping out as you the as, approach really actually. Okay. So in that in that one under round, I actually like I was actually minus one point five strokes game putting, but I was also plus one point five approach. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
you know, I, I put some time in there and like what was hurting me was the, like the 150 to 175 range okay. and the wedges weren't, so weren't necessarily super tight. Like, uh, overall approach, uh, approach, uh, proximity by distance, 75 to a hundred. I was 35 feet on average where the plus three handicap is 29 feet. Okay. This is where I'm making all my money though, is 200 plus yards. Um, well actually here, seven, what 75 to 199. So 175 to one to 200, basically uh, my average approx- proximity is 44 feet. The wow. plus three is 60. And then 200 plus is 108 feet and I'm 45 feet. Wow. So you're saying my long, my long is, is it the average? 100, 108 feet is the average for a plus three handicap and you're hitting it to 45 feet from 200 plus. That's fucking dialed, dialed with the, five four and hybrid probably yeah um other than that like it's it's all slightly below it's just like that 75 to 90 to 100 i've had a lot of like 60 which is not part of that but like my 50 to 75 is still like is like just on target but it's not great um but that 75 to 100 is really hurting me and what's your proximity from 75 to 100 you know 35 so you're 35. almost as bad you're almost or, or you're almost as good from um 75 to 100 yards as you are from what was it like 180 to 200 you're only 10 feet better yeah correct on average yeah and then my wow. greens regulation is that's where it's hurting me a lot is 125 to 150 i'm 44 percent greens regulation i need to be at like 60 or 70. Dude, my gin, my gin right now for greens and regulation, 22, 22%, dude. <laughs> my greens and reg is horrible, horrible. It's, it's always, it's always, I've told you guys though, it's always been the worst part of my game though. So yeah, we, we, I feel like that. I don't need Arcos. To tell that. Know, like, how, many, how many birdies did you make this weekend, Ben? At, uh, ben played in, uh, or you, just tell us what you played in and then how many birdies did you make? Just curious. Sure, just curious. Sure. Yeah, I played Big Bet, Big Mac Course Championship. It's a Cleveland Metro Parks, uh, Cleveland Am qualifier. Pretty fun. Um, nothing special, just like a normal, like postgraduate amateur golf tournament, right? But uh, I think I had what five birdies. So two birdie. I had a birdie and a bogey on both nines on day one. So classic seventy-two, not very entertaining. And then day two, I had a bajillion bogeys and three birdies. So only only five birdies, which is which is a little bit better than I than my my past play, yeah. Um, but I still, mean, I, I mean, I think that's like a couple par fives that like are par fours, really. Like you know, like if if you did like a stroke skate, every single one is couple of them. Like like the average on that hole would be like a four point two. So like really like making a four, yeah. is not really gaining yeah. uh, any any really like making a birdie isn't really gaining much on the field, but. Um, right. And also my average approach distance on the par fives was probably about 130 yards. Yeah. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's not, they're not, they're not par fives, you know, they're yeah. not. Um, but I also, by the way, I only had one birdie or one birdie each day on a par five. They were playing tough. They were not playing. I mean, the, the thing is like, it's a, it's a Cleveland, Ohio golf course, right? So like they don't, 
the, the hole is going to be the easiest freaking thing you've ever looked at with like one bunker and a bunch of trees. But the green is like this crazy mess of slope and I'll put it right on the edge of something. So if you miss right. it, it's going to be 10 feet past. And that's San Jose type tough. greens. Yeah, it was, it was Westbrook type greens. Like it wasn't, it's not, it's not, it's all about positioning, all about positioning. Cause if you put it in the wrong spot, like on 14, 14's green is just straight back to front, right? And it's got a little ridge, it's all back, and then it's got a little ridge like that, and then all front. The, the pin was right on this edge, and I was 10 feet on the right side, pin high, right? Like, it was a great approach shot. Like, I thought it was perfect, you know? Good tee shot, good approach shot, first, like, green and regular of the day. I was feeling good. I have this impossible putt up this hill. It's going to come all the way down, and by the time it gets to the hole – it's got so much speed. It has nowhere else to go other than all the way down the hill. So I yeah. tap, I tapped the putt up the hill, right? And I'm like watching it just start rolling back down. And it rolls out to about 15, almost 20 feet. Like that was every yeah. single hole. You know what I mean, like they don't get you off the tee. Yeah, they don't get you off the tee. They get you on the greens. You know, they just right. put the pins in absolutely fucked places. Like totally yeah. fucked. Um. Which is why, like, birdies were really hard to come by, you know? I mean, I never had some easy straightaway, like, three-footer to ten-footer for birdie. It was right. nothing like that. You know, you're, you're playing a, a foot of break on almost every single putt, even inside three feet, almost. Right. I mean, I had a putt I had a putt on day two on 11 that was, like, three or four feet side hill. And I aimed, I mean, like, literally almost two feet outside the cup and, like, just tapped it and it just it just curled back toward me <laughs> and like missed i was like i don't even know what to do bro <laughs> like, I, there's nothing you can do the worst. Those, those like bar saves that you're trying to make that are like three four feet that you have to play way outside the hole like you have to play way outside the hole on like a short part like that those are those are literally the worst those are nightmares you know, maybe, we could, maybe if we're, if we're really smart we get some podcast here where we can talk about how we actually play that kind of golf because i won't lie it's i'm not good at it at all i'm really not like i don't know how to play like these holes i mean i guess what i'm trying to say is like it's tough golf and i'm not you know maybe i'm not there yet or maybe i just don't have that kind of strategy but man like it's a totally different game when it's like that it's just not and the greens like are fast and like they're sloped and the pins are going to be in the hardest places because it's the course championship and they want to like protect the course yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like how do you how do you really play that kind of golf? I mean, the other thing too is, if I had known that that pin on fourteen was where it was, I wouldn't have hit that shot to where it was. Do they give you a pin sheet? There's zero chance they do give you a pin sheet. Yeah, but there's zero chance of, of knowing that, you know, unless you happen to look at like a hole ahead or something. Right. I guess like, I mean, I I agree because I'm 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 terrible at this too, um, but like. You look at you. You like look at like. I always go back to like Brooks Kepka's round at the Masters where he shot like, I think it was his second round, and he may have got the better draw of the weather, but he he like completely dissected Augusta. Didn't didn't do anything too flashy, but just went and shot like six seven under, and yeah. all he did was just like perfectly place himself around the course. And I think like in his post round interview, he said something along the lines of like, "You got it." You got to do your homework. You got to be like, okay, the pins are going to be here. I, I, I know 
and they're and they're more disciplined than we are. And this is they take this to a whole other level. So I don't know how applicable this, but he's, it's like you got to play the hole backwards. It's like okay, the pin's here. Where's the easiest putt? Where's the easiest putt to to this to this pin for, to give me a chance for birdie? Okay, well then where's the easiest spot in the fairway to hit it to this spot so I have this easy the easiest possible putt for birdie? And then it's like from there. So so it's like it's like playing the hole yep. backwards. It was like his was his like message uh, of that, and it's tough. I I'm, I don't I don't. We, I mean, we play big men a decent amount, so like we have an idea of the greens, but we're not like studying the green complexes and where the possible pins could be and like where yeah. the where the slopes are enough. Like we're just going to play, have fun, and you know, maybe it takes like one more like takes an extra step of preparation to, to do that. Yeah, definitely. Well, what I was going to say really quick is I think too if you have all the time in the world to analyze a golf course, you're probably going to take a lot of those things into consideration. Like. Sure. I was I was barely you have a caddy to too, and especially the PGA tour. Especially the PGA. Yeah. Right. Especially like the PGA I was barely, tour, they have caddies, they're gonna be out there like without the player just rolling balls and yeah, figuring stuff out like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I you know, I get off work on Friday and I'm like barely able to get a practice round even in. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like the greens aren't even rolling the same. So it's like it, there was no no and the pin placements weren't low, uh, like marked on the greens or anything right. so like even like i was you're kind of going in a little bit blind which granted the whole field is too so like, there's a there's definitely a way of playing that that i just don't know quite off the top of my head um maybe it is just another level of smarter golf just thinking a lot harder i was a little hungover too so that didn't help but also like uh the size point the 22 yeah. <laughs> percent 22% greens and regulation number just just tells me that like you're not conf like your 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 irons aren't to the place that they or like you know your approach game isn't to the place that it needs to be to like actually like take a hole and like all right I'm gonna try to hit it on this quadrant of the green yeah you know, like, like if we're hitting 22% of the greens we're just trying to hit the damn green at you know at, at, at a certain level yeah all right let me let me pull it. Wait, really quick, let me clarify too, by the way, that the 22% is before my new irons, not with the new irons. Yeah. With the new irons, it's probably a little bit higher, but still, you're you're totally right. At, I've, at no point in my life have I been confident in my iron game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think this is a great segue into what we kind of want to talk about now. So uh, basically, you know, welcome back to the studio, Evan. Good to see you again. Good to see your yeah. face. Fultz, we got a new haircut. He's looking like Cam Smith, Mangy Dog Jr., no, that's probably why he qualified in the big bet championship. Yeah. Playing in the Cleveland Am now. Yeah, you qualified for the Cleveland Am, so hey, we're in. Step yeah, step we're in. it's all that matters. Step one's done. On to the next. Yeah, um, caddy from at his. So that sucks. Hey man, it's it, it is what it is. Um, but I think today we want to talk about just tracking our rounds and um, you know how how do you go about tracking your rounds of golf? You know, giving you getting your stats for yourself to to play better, to be better, to figure out where the holes you are holes are in your game, and then also, what do you do with the stats? You know how you know how do you actually read it? Because, um, I think personally, tracking just the basics, fairways, greens, putts, number of putts, uh, can be a little misleading sometimes if you don't know what you're looking for. So, I mean, without further ado, obviously, that's the basic. That's the first thing. Um, with tracking rounds is just fairways, greens. Like, did I hit the fairway? Did I hit the green? Did I, how many putts did I have? And what was my score? I think, you know, you can easily done on the scorecard. Um, super easy, super efficient. Um, but I think that's just kind of breaking the ice there. 
yeah, is the I tip of the iceberg. If I if I could like jump in there, I think that's yeah, that's those those ones are great. Those stats are great, and everyone should keep those. I, I I completely agree. I think they give you a little bit of insight, but I think there needs to be like time after the round, especially if it was an important round, to like take a step back. I mean, all right. So like Mac, you did you did this. I'm gonna mispronounce this. Arcos, right? Arcos. Correct. Also, yeah, Arcos. Which is which is awesome. It's gonna do all this for you. But like, there there's an element of like okay, so I missed the green on this hole, but I had a crazy hard approach shot from the fairway with the wind blowing. And it's like, or it's like I three-putted this hole, but I had a really, really, really tough lag putt that I had to hit. So I think there needs to be like, almost like, all right, so it's like I had a bunch of putts and I missed a bunch of greens, you know, but there needs to be some reflection after the round and being like, okay, what, where, which one of those greens I missed or putts that I three, or three holes I three-putted, were those like actually like, holes in my game versus just like tough shots that I didn't like up, you, that you didn't pull off. Right. And that, that, that are, like, that are like low percentage shots that you may have just not pulled off. I think like just taking some reflection time and being like, cause I think, I think a lot can be done with just being, you look back through your round and you kind of recap how you hit your, how you hit each, each seg- segment of your game. Looking at using those stats is like what you go off the fairways, greens and, and putts. And I think you can have a, a really good idea of where your holes were um, for the day. Yeah. And, and like, that's kind of on the point, like Ben was my, like Ben, you were mentioning that in, in the gin app where you can track stats um, is another way to, you know, it's a software that, you know, obviously you have to pay for, keep your handicap, but you can also keep your stats. Yep. Um, but it's like, you're mentioning you had 22% of your greens or you've hit 22% of your greens. Like, I don't know. How many greens did you hit on uh, the second round when you shot your seventy nine? Like just quick, quick. Um, yeah, I would say probably, probably like forty five percent because it was definitely better. Um, you hit like, like eight greens rather than yeah. Hit about, I would say like seven. I'd say seven, not Se- seven or eight. Yeah, seven. Okay, so it's like seven greens. But you're also mentioning that you you didn't hit many fairways, right? Right. So how many times did you actually have a chance to go at the green, right? right? So it's like you have to balance that like, oh, I didn't hit many greens today. Well, was that a but really reason? Why? Exactly. Like what was I not hitting greens cuz my iron play was bad? Like I was hitting a lot of fairways, wasn't hitting a lot of greens or was it because oh, I really didn't have that many chances to even go at the green, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the uh the one thing that I wanted to throw in here cuz we were talking about the gin app is um the gin app is still manual. Right. You know, you have to go through Correct, and say yeah. like, I missed, I missed, you know, this fairway or that. But what I will say, which is really cool about the gin app is it is actually fairly detailed. So not only do you have the benefit of it keeping, you know, if you're an amateur golfer in blank area, you all, you have the added benefit of it, keeping your, your handicap and allowing you to join specific tournaments based on your handicap, um, which is, which is a great thing. But also if you're using it for the stats side of things, what I think I should mention here is, it allows you to um, enter a stat based on like positioning, right? So if I missed a green, it's not just missed green or didn't miss the green. It's, oh, I missed the green long and left or, oh, I missed the green like short right or something like that. So it, it actually really dives into, um, it's so cool, dude. Like it actually really di- dives into like the, the positioning of where you missed, yeah. right? And then it gives you a, it breaks it down into like this really cool pie chart. Um, 
that shows you like, oh, I'm 75% of the time I'm missing long left, right? Um, and this and that. So what I did actually was I went back when I, uh, right before I had gotten my new irons, I didn't even tell you guys about this. I should have done that though. Um, and I put in a couple of the rounds where I knew my throttle was bad. When I, you know, I've been talking about the throttle for a while. And it said like 75% of the time I was long and to the right of the pin, which is classic because I always aim right. Cause I know that I'm going to draw the, draw it into the, into the green, but I was long. Right. Um, and that's what teed up that thought of like, okay, my throttle is terrible right now. Um, so I, my, my whole point in mentioning all that is just the gin app is actually very extensive in the keeping your stats. And if yeah. you use those stats properly, like you talked about, Matt, you could really look at some fairly large pockets in your game or get some nice analysis on your game and see like, okay, this is where I'm missing consistently, you know, or, you know, I don't know, this is where the strong points are in my game. I'm putting really well or something like that. So it, it really does a good job of breaking it down for you, which can be a little bit easier than, you know, just taking it on a scorecard. Yep. A little bit of extra and, effort, though. And, um, and to that point, if you don't want to, you know, if you're not wanting to keep a handicap for any reason or you don't want to pay for the USGA gin features or anything like that, uh, Precision Pro also has a free free app, um, um, yeah. or at least free features that you're able to do that where you're able to do the long, le- you know, the long left or right. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have like the no shot at green part for approach or, or you know, driving. Um left or right if you miss the fairway or you know penalty shot stuff like that so i mean really honestly if you're if you're advanced enough you could you know take stats on all your on your scorecard and then get home and like and put them into an excel spreadsheet and calculate it that way you know like there's that's, it's that's really true. yeah there's really no need or rock some, beer yeah. <laughs> there's really no need for some unbelievable tool but it is helpful because it gives you a lot of stats it's pretty cool yeah so what's um we've talked a little bit about Arcos. Um I, I just I'm really excited to continue to see the insights from that because I've thought about it from from beginning and on my end and it's cool to see how like where like like certain putts even like like making or missing a putt and like how much, how much like making that putt is gaining you on the field versus missing it or like approach shots, like missing a green from certain, a uh, certain place. What's that doing to your like plus minus to the, like a, you know, your, your shots gain your strokes gain to a, a plus three handicap. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, it, that's the, that's the nice part is the strokes gained part is you can kind of compare yourself with where you want to be. So you can, you know, you can figure it out from there too. You, I so think- like, let's, let's say I, you had an iron shot. And you missed it, and you missed the green. Uh, you know, it. Well, could you like get instant feedback, like if you wanted to, of like that shot lost me like point zero one strokes, or like lost me like point three strokes on a plus three handicap? Is there like instant feedback for like individual there, shots? There's not. The reason the PJ Tour has that is because they go by the field, okay. and the the thing with uh, Arcos is it uses like other player data um, to create like a, like an ideal player of a, like an ideal handicap person, like, you know, yeah. based on all this data, this is what they would go shoot at this course. So overall, this is where, you know, this is what okay. should be happening. Um, So you, you don't get like per shot, but the nice thing is too, like they give you strokes gain data based on each club. 
That's cool. So, so I can go in and be like, oh, you know, like with my seven iron, I'm losing 0.5 strokes. Right. Um, and so it, it kind of gives you that, um, that little bit of in-depth action, but I think it's really helpful in just like, it takes the guesswork out of analyzing my stats a little bit. Um, you know, it's not as much an observational thing. It's more a, um, like not subjective. It's more objective now where I can be like, Oh, you know, we're like, Oh, you know, I didn't really hit my approach routes weren't great. You know, the past, you know, past week or so. Right. But then I can go back and be in like, okay, well actually like from, you know, 175 yards to 200 yards, it's been great. I've been hitting my long irons really well, but you know, I'm really struggling with my 125 to 150. So it, it breaks it down even farther to where I can figure out like exactly where I'm losing the strokes and where I can get better. That's cool. That's really cool. Were you able to, uh, to track like locations of shots and like see almost like a shot tracker that they do in PGA tour with that Arco stuff? Yeah, that's, that's, it's basically how it works. So it's, it's like sensors on your clubs and it detects when a swing's made. And, um, so it like drops, it has a course map. So it's also a GPS while you're playing. So it gives you distances. And then it, it also like, if you're not playing, it has a tournament mode where it turns these features off, but it also calculates like elevation change and wind and humidity and all this. And it says like, this is the number on, you know, this is the number as a crow flies. This is based on the changes. This is how, how it's playing. And then it also gives you like a wind gust number too, like, like the wind's like five miles per hour, but it can guess up to 10. So like if you hit a gust, like this is how far it's going to go. That's cool. Wow. That's pretty sweet. Jeez. Yeah. It's like so much data. <laughs> I have to like take an Advil before I hit my shot. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking been thinking about everything. <laughs> but yeah, no. So it's, it's, it's cool though too, because it's like, I've like, you know, I'm still, and it also has a caddy feature too, where if you have, it, once you have like 90 holes submitted into the system, it'll, it'll give you like club suggestions and whatnot. Like it'll be your caddy for you. Um, I, I don't plan on using that myself just cause I want to, you know, I think club selection and shot making is a very important skill, especially in tournament golf. Like that's something you have to stay sharp on. It's like um, just doing a bunch of math problems over and over and over again. And I think like to play like devil's advocate with, I think with that caddy program is like, for you right now, it's like, oh my god, you're dude, you're striping the ball from with your long irons. But there should there will never be a case when you want to have a long iron rather than a wedge into a hole, right? If the hole allows for it, right? So like that, I would worry about the caddy feature being like, dude, your best club in the bags right now is six iron. But it's like, even though my best club in the bag might be a six iron from a strokes game perspective, I'm still gonna want to have a wedge in my hand if I if I if it's yeah. if the hole sets up for it and I and I can right so. Um, well, and that's the thing, like it, it probably will still do that. Cause it's like my average proximity from 75 yards is not good. It's, you know, 30 feet, but you know, but my average proximity from 200 yards is 45. Like it's yeah. clearly going to still be like, well, you know, and it's, and the data has proven that too. And Lou Stagner is the lead, uh, the lead, like um, analytics guy on yeah. Arcos. Um, so he's the one who, does all the the fancy numbers behind the scenes um and he's always said you know he's a big proponent of like just get as close to the hole as you can right you're gonna play better if you can get it if you can hit it farther off the tee 
So right. So, so we kind of have like one end of the spectrum being this like Acros Gin app, like really detailed stats, and then the other end being kind of like Barry's greens and putts as like the lower end of the stats. I watched um, the first episode of Strapped. I don't know if you guys saw this in the from No Laying Up where they they like Neil and Big Randy met with like two. Oh, the spring. Like the I've been using I've been using that. Yeah, they met they met with two um like mental coaches, uh like golf centric like mental game coaches and they had some awesome like like little tips that I thought were were great. One of them was like before you hit a shot, you have a like preparation box which is you, where where you kind of stand behind the ball and you're like this is the shot that I'm trying to hit and this is the number I'm trying to hit it. You maybe take one practice swing, no practice swing, five practice swings, whatever, whatever it is to feel comfortable to hit that shot. Then you step into the hitting box, and that's where, you know, you're you're trusting your plan. You you know you've already you've already gone through the preparation shots. You know what you're trying to do. You step in the hitting box. You're just you're doing all your in your power to execute that shot. And then after you hit that shot, there's like an observation window, like where it's like five to ten seconds, maybe longer, twenty seconds after you hit the shot, where you kind of take a step back and you're like, okay, how did I, how did I, how did that like that shot go versus what I was trying to do? And, um, and this is like, I think this is beneficial because a lot of times you hit a bad shot and you're like, that was fucking horrible. I, I saw like, damn it. That was fucking bad. And like slam your club and then move on. Whereas like, they're like, no, like take a second, step back. What happened? Like what, how did we, what happened to make that miss happen? Like, was it in your preparation? Was it in a swing thought that, you know, was stupid? Did you, did you second guess yourself right as you got over top of the ball? Like take a second to like, okay. Analyze what? from, from okay. your shot prep to your, to making contact. Right. And this is like, this should be completely emotionless. This is like pure observation, like pure, like, wow, what happened there? And then yeah, that and was, then, that was Neil's, that was Neil's was observation wow. thing was wow. he had six seconds where all he could say on every shot was, wow. Exactly. I, I thought that was great because, like, I think good, like, any kind of player will, like, hit a shot and react emotionally. But, like, to take a second to, like, figure, like, hey, say, like, hang on, let's take a second. What happened there? Where's my divot pointing? You know, like, what, 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 what did I do wrong there? Take that, be like, okay, that was just a bad, like, it could have just been a bad swing. It's like, hey, I try, I, I felt confident with the shot I was trying to hit, I was committed to it. I tried to hit it and I didn't and it was a bad shot and like, let's move on. Or it could have been like, you know, you take a second to like, I think that observation phase is something like I really want to take into my game. Cause my similar, big thing was the stats, like similar to stats. That's going to tell you what, what went wrong and what, what maybe you could do better. Um, yeah. And you can even implement that on the, on the golf course too, of like on your scorecard, just saying like, you know, like they, how they had it where you score those three phases, one through three, oh, like yes, nine being that. perfect. Right. Yep. So you could take that onto the, onto the course and just like, you know, like at the bottom of the scorecard go like, you know, for that shot, it was, you know, one, one, three, three, or, you know, whatever it is. And you can go back and see like, Oh, I had a, you know, my, my decision phase was like, you know, I was not committing to shots before I was crossing that decision line yeah or something. And, but I, I have been using that and I have been, I honestly, even just from that, I don't know, 10 minutes of of that lesson that they showed i honestly think i gained i probably gained three strokes at least 
just from just like like recently what i've been doing is when i so like so i i've always lined up um in the past two years i've been lining up my ball on the tee and on the green like with the line so on the on the tee i'll line it up where with the start line and that's where i want to you know that's where i'm looking yep um and then obviously on the green but i never really like like especially like on the green like you know you line up your putt and you go and then you like step over and you go this doesn't feel right so i'm just gonna aim right where i think where i should where it should be yep. no i have been like taking that where it's like i'm making a decision and i'll stand back and i will make sure that that line is perfect to where i want it to be so when i step up i'm confident and i you know i'm lined up to that line yep. and i think that also just it's also partly like you know where they talked about too of like grounding yourself like like one of them was like rubbing your fingers or like doing something like that's, that's kind of my thing now where it's like, I'm grounding myself by like hyper-focusing on this line of like, this is where I'm going. Yeah. And so like, it just, it just like, that's my final thing of like, all right, I'm done. This is it. I'm going that way. Let's, let's step across that decision line. Let's go make it, make a swing. Yeah. I so that. I think that's part of it. What was the point totals again? So it was like, one through three and like your decision making process of like the shot you're trying to hit and then the one swing to three, one to three with your like execution of the shot and yeah. then two to three with like how you reacted to it afterwards. You're, yeah. Yeah. That's so were cool. you, were you emotionless? Did you, you know, you know, like one being like, he just freaked out, you screamed fuck and you slammed the club and three being like, you just didn't react and yeah. you were, you know, tactical and thoughtful in your observation. I'm a big fan of the observation after because this weekend I noticed that um, on Sunday, if I would hit a bad shot, I wouldn't even watch where it would go, you know, because I'd just be like, okay, well, my shot's over. Like, it, I know where it's going to end up in my head, but I still wouldn't watch where it goes. Um, and for some reason, like, that leads me to a slightly more angry state of mind. So, I like that observation uh, thing that you mentioned there. Just because it would, it would kind of, it, it's purely like you, like Ferrar said, it's emotionless, right? So the whole point there is to be in, analytical about your game instead of emotional about your game. And I think that is a distinction that I need to make, um, especially when I'm out there playing in a tournament or something, because, you know, I could just be purely analytical. And then that would mean that my next shot isn't impacted, you know? And then, of course, the stats are better. And then, you know, just plays, you'd, you'd play better golf, so. That, that was cool. That was a good, uh, yeah, cool thing to to point out there. And and being analytical, I think you know it's this is even true towards the uh, like tracking your stats too, is because like I think a lot of a lot of golfers, you know, even college golfers, some you know semi pro golfers, like we can look back at a round and be like, wow, I did this really bad, or you know, you you're just kind of like going off instincts of like what you thought you did bad but when you look back at the stats it it kind of tells it may tell a different story um and it you know it takes kind of the emotion out of it 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 helps you kind of rehone your your focus onto something that actually needs attention yeah I, I think too much motion in golf is bad like emotion in general is usually not a great thing with golf and um trying to be analytical about golf and like less less emotion, more analytical, I think would help any, any golfer. Um, even it's, it's way harder said than done, but I think it would be, it's easier to take emotion out of it when you're trying to be more analytical. Like that's a, that's a, you're focusing your energy on being analytical rather than 
you know, having an emotion, emotional reaction to like yeah. around a shot or anything. I think that's a, that's a cool yeah. thing. I like and that. I know, I know we talked about the mental game in golf in a past episode. Um, but I think like, like how we, you know, I, I'm going back to this observation thing. Cause I just had this thought of, you know, it, it's so easy for emotion to snowball on the golf course. Yeah. And having that observation time where you can't get down on yourself or you can't get too high on yourself even, um, it just helps you to just, it's like, it's like a, like a therapist telling you to just breathe, right. To count to 10. It, it just diffuses the situation completely, whether it's too high or too low. So yeah. I think that's, you know, it's, it's definitely something that's really, really helpful. For me being, being analytical, I think is something new that I'm going to try because if I think about something analytical, then I know for a fact that I'm not emotional toward that thing, if that makes sense. So, I, I mean, because that was my big problem on, on Sunday, to be totally honest. I mean, yeah, I couldn't get off the tee, but, um, you know, if I kind of reset my emotions at some point, I think I would have played a lot better golf. Um, you know, like you can analyze all the stats and everything about that, but to be totally honest, the emotions come first before the stats. So, I think for me being analytical – is going to give me that kind of approach to the game that I need that removes the emotion out of it. Um, so I'm curious to see how that works. Yeah. I'm going to like, I, we should challenge our, 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 like, especially in turnarounds coming up like July and August, they're usually pretty big tournament months for, for amateur players. Um, keep like, keep your nine point stats also like, like let's, let's be, let's be like analytical in our process and like how we went about going about each shot. I think, I think that's maybe just as important of a stat as fairways, greens, and putts, like um, for us in tournament season, because I think that's a way to um, get your head out of the nerves and the you know just we all want to, everyone wants to play well during a tournament, but like taking a step back and being like, okay, well, I was disciplined in the shot that I was trying to hit. I stepped up to the you know I stepped up to my shot, committed, and I executed how it was, and then I reacted emotionless and like just i think like that kind of approach to a turn to tournament play is would be beneficial to all of us and we should see how we do on that yeah and and i know we're talking all analytics and it's like subjectively like i've i've already seen just even just doing a little bit of it like already seeing a major improvement yeah like i played i played on saturday and it was pouring rain and I walked, I didn't have an umbrella. Um, and for those that know me, I've never been prepared for the rain. I just kind of accept that I'm going to get wet. Um, and, but so that's part of it, but it was like, I had a great time. I was soaked and I had a great time and, and I played terribly. So it was just like, you know, I hit some pretty bad shots, but at, you know, I'd laugh them off or, you know, I I just kind of be like, all right, well, you know what I do bad there, cool. All right, cool. Let's not do it next time. Yep. So it's definitely a different type of golf for sure. Yeah, it's, like, it's more like poker almost than it is even golf. Yeah, that's a great that's it's a great comparison. All, yeah, because it's all analytical. Damn, no, I wish I did that on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you got the you got the Cleveland and the, to use that towards yeah. Me. Yeah. So, bro, are you playing in the Cleveland Am or no? 
Well, I was going to play in this qualifier this weekend. Obviously, I had the my grandfather's oh, okay. game, unfortunately. So yeah. there's another qualifier next weekend at Seneca um, that I'll play. I got to make sure I'm in that because it's been such a crazy week. I like called Big Met, the pro, and like left him a message like, hey, I have to withdraw my grandfather's funeral. Can you like let me know if I need if, if you can just transfer like my registration to the other course championship or if like I need to get a refund or like how that all goes. And then the dude called me back when I was like with family and you know, it just, I haven't had any time to think about golf yeah. in the past couple of days. So uh, we'll see. I got, I, I got to make sure I'm in that, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Sweet. Well, then I can't wait to get my ass kicked by, yeah, that's not a problem. Are you playing Seneca too? Yeah. Awesome. Just take Fultz's spot. He's already qualified. Yeah. <laughs> you, if you, if you bump me out of a spot, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I can't. You can't. Yeah, you're, right. you're pre-exempt, so you're yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already exempt, which is fun, but not really. <laughs> yeah. Any uh, any other thoughts on on uh, being analytical in your approach to golf? No, I think uh, I think we kind of covered it. So yeah, I think that was I think that was a good little summary there. I mean, you know, I th- I think to break it down, maybe a little little bit of a summary uh, of the pod here. I could say that you know. Taking stats is really important, right? Definitely keep your stats in any way possible, whether you want detailed stats, you know, go something like Jin, Arcos, whatever, or you want some more loosey-goosey stats that you have to do kind of a lot of work on your own, then, you know, do the scorecard route. But no matter what, I think the most important part of taking stats is the application of those stats and the understanding of those stats and how they apply to your game. Um, in order to summarize kind of just what we we're talking about yeah. there for a little bit. Does that mean yeah, nothing without, like, some, without some like con- without some like thought about them, without some thought you know, action about them. They they really don't mean anything unless you like put you know take take them out take them into context and think about them and, and, and then apply them to, to your next round. So yeah. yeah. And I think um yeah, the last thing I'll add about the um application of stats is or analyzing your stats, sorry. Um is like going back through your holes, kind of like Farrar said, but figure out where it went wrong, finding that that point at where it went wrong. So, yeah, you may have, you know, like you made a bogey or a double bogey on this hole. Was it like, did it start with a bad tee shot or did you hit a good tee shot and you missed the green in the wrong spot and now you had an impossible up and down? So you may not have chipped it close, like you're like, oh, I maybe I hit a bad chip and two putted from there or three putted from there, but it's like, no, it was actually a really hard chip, so I was lucky to just at least two putt. Right? Yeah, so, so it's finding the finding that tipping point on each hole where it went wrong. I think is the most important. And like, if you know, you're just getting into starting to analyze stats. Is I think that's the best place to start is just going back through your holes and finding that tipping point. That's um, that's funny you mentioned that because my dad and I, whenever we'd be playing golf, we'd always say. A bogey is one bad shot, right? A double bogey is two bad shots or, you know, two unlucky shots. You know, a birdie is one really, really, really good shot. You know what I mean? Or two really good shots. Um, so just kind of goes hand in hand with what you were just saying there. I think that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, uh, that's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So sweet. Right. Awesome. That was fun. That was really fun. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back for our 